Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. Welcome to the Gospel for Life. This is Thanksgiving week, speaking of which, tomorrow on the show you will hear a recording of a book um, written, a children's book written by Eric McTaskis on Squanto. Jonathan and I read this years ago. Um, so we're re-airing that. We just think it's a wonderful reminder of God's providential care of his people and how he orchestrates even the, 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 the negative things of life to bring about his good, good pleasure and his good purposes. And um, hopefully you'll enjoy that reading. I'm surprised, Jonathan, that um, no one has pursued us professionally to be professional readers yes, and we, yes. we shared we shared pages of that book back and forth and it was a it was really a, a good it's a great story you know i mean we think uh, back to the the pilgrims in their first thanksgiving and the suffering that they went through surviving winter uh, you know after coming to america and you know but really it's a story about god's providence about god's care and that's the thing that comes out in that story of squanto and basically, Jonathan and I and I are doubling down on this, and we're just going to keep playing it. And we're going to keep playing it every every Thanksgiving because we until know that somebody some, contacts us, somebody might somebody <laughs> might be, not be around the table with family and say, "Oh, I want to listen to the radio this morning." <laughs> Send offer letters care of Cloverdale Reform Church. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, around the table, naturally, you've heard Jonathan's voice, and you just heard Vinny Henke from Community Life. Valley Life Community yeah, Church. Boy, I was mixing <laughs> Almost up there. Sorry, words. We'll get it in there. Wow. And also Ryan Hemphill from Treasure Valley um, RPCNA. Gentlemen, great to have you. Thanks, great Russ. to be here. Thank you. Agreed. And we have been talking about things that we are thankful for. Um, I've tried to force these pastors not to have God be the answer or their salvation in Jesus Christ. Naturally, that would be the thing that each of us around the table are the most thankful for. So other than that, Ryan, what are you, what are you most thankful for at this point in your life? Uh, I've just, this year, thinking back at you know the past few months especially, but also this, this is past year, I'm, just, I'm very thankful for my family. You know, we've... Uh, it, we received a new gift this year and, uh, my youngest and my eldest has passed. Well, I guess when was this thinking back through the time he does made a public profession of faith at church and thankful for that earlier this year in August, we lost, you know, my, my mom was called home to glory and, uh, um, we rejoice and she's no longer suffering. And so family has been on my mind and just thankful for the means and, uh, that God has been working in my life through family. As we think about this whole idea of thankfulness, gratitude, a day, you've heard us express yesterday that this is a, a, a holiday that we are at least all in on. Thankfulness is just good for the soul. It's good to express 
um, the gratitude that we have um, primarily to God mm. um, for all the good things that he not only does, but all the good that he is. Um, and Paul writes in Philippians 4, 6, do not be anxious about anything. And we we have these just strong statements by Paul. Yesterday we, we talked about to give thanks in all circumstances. So he just doesn't allow us the wiggle room that we would want. Um, he just puts these strong qualifiers on there that just kind of hems us in. And today he says, don't be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God. So why does Paul, I mean, sometimes he's bringing some things together that you think, wait, what? Why is he bringing anxiety and thankfulness together? Why are we to engage in thankfulness in our anxieties? It's a good uh, remedy for anxieties. And that, um, you know, th- this verse comes in the context of Paul talking about the reward that we have in Christ, how we press toward this prize, this upward call of God in Christ Jesus that we haven't fully attained to yet. And we're striving for that, but with our eyes focused on that goal in Christ. But then he also talks about our citizenship isn't here. It's in heaven. That's our home. And, uh, so it's in that context then that, you know, in the anxieties of life, um, stopping and thinking about, you know, Jonathan, you had mentioned kind of thinking through the different blessings that you receive from from God. You know, in doing that, it I think it does naturally kind of elevate and help us lift us out of our anxieties at times. Yeah, I think it's a fundamental change of perspective. Uh, I'm going to break a fundamental hanky family rule right now, and that Uh-oh. is make a reference to a Christmas movie prior to Thanksgiving. Oh. <laughs> I know. Oh. I'm sorry. It's only a couple you, days. You've only yeah. got a day. You only yeah. got a couple days. Uh, we, we might have to have our producer um, bleep this out. Bleep this out. But that's <laughs> yeah. okay. Go ahead. That's right. Go so ahead. Rosemary Clooney's got a favorite line. Um, uh, oh my gosh, I just blanked on the movie, but it's the uh, Let It Snow. Uh, oh my goodness. Terrible. Anyway, uh, it, when you're tired and you can't sleep, count your blessings instead of sheep. Mm. Uh, that is when your mind is racing full of anxious thoughts, coming back and counting to that which we do have, uh, rather than focusing on that which we do not have, uh, ultimately shifts our perspective on what we've received. And jumping off of that real quick, that, that reminded me of a quote that I heard. I can't remember. In a Christmas it. movie? Just it be is careful. It's not a Christmas movie. Careful. It was from the pulpit. Okay. Good but okay. I believe the pastor was quoting someone, so I won't give him credit. But he said, when you're struggling to sleep, talk to the shepherd, don't count sheep. So, talk to the you know, shepherd, don't count. Yep. Well, you know, the, the, you, you, we began with uh, Philippians 4, 6, you know, not being anxious about every, anything, um, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Verse 5 of that same, you know, just that precedes that says, the Lord is at hand. Now, there are two things about the Lord being at hand. One, it's... Uh, projecting the second coming of the Lord, the uh, you know the return when when He tells us in John fourteen, you know, let not your hearts be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Uh, in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. The fact that He's saying the Lord is at hand, I, I can look forward to the fact that I'm going to be forever with Him. Mm. But the other part of it is that. 
the Lord is at hand because he's never really absent. You know, he, in him we live and move and have our being. Uh, we, you know, he's near to us and, and he's near to those who call to him. And so then this, in this prayer and the anxiety, he's, you know, when we go to him in, in <coughs> prayer, um, we can begin to thank him. And we're told following this verse that the peace of God, mm. uh, you know, the, the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, is going to guard our heart and mind in Christ Jesus. So, one, the Lord is at hand. And this, the second part of that is when we met him in prayer with thanksgiving, then we have a peace that is inexplicable. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, you know, when you say, what, you know, why am I not worrying now about <clears throat> it? This is inexplicable. It, it goes beyond my understanding of circumstances. It goes beyond everything. It is a peace that he gives to me, not one that I can generate by myself. So what's the, what's the saying that the Lord at, it, at hand is better than two birds in a bush? Is that, that's I not have a, no I idea. I have what no you're idea. Talking <laughs> a bird in the hand is better than two in the bush? That's the one, yes. Yeah. I gotcha. was playing Dragon. off of that. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> Anxiety is at its very core um, a lack of trust. Mm-hmm. Jesus talks about this on the Sermon on the Mount. Right. Um, yeah. Why are you anxious? The Lord, the Father knows those. That you have need of these yes. things. And so the idea is that life is either defined by our trust or our lack mm-hmm. of trust. And I'm not going to try to minimize that. I, th- I think life makes it sometimes difficult to trust. The life mm-hmm. can be hard and the circumstances of life can be hard. I don't know. We don't know. Um, what you as the listener are going through. And so there are times when anxieties become very real, mm-hmm. uh, very strong. I've been reading a book by Ian Dugard about the armor of God and just read recently a, a chapter on the helmet of salvation. Mm. And he was making the argument of how important it is to protect our mind and that the helmet basically helps us to hold on to the truths of God and protects us from thoughts that are unworthy of us to think about and to dwell upon. Mm. Um, And so talk to our listener about the importance of protecting our minds, Um, maybe to say it differently. I think sometimes we as evangelicals don't really think about spiritual warfare very often and the need to put on the armor of God. Why is it so important? Important to put on the helmet of salvation with regard to thankfulness in our engagement in, in spiritual warfare. Paul goes on after this verse in Philippians 4, you know, that Jonathan mentioned, and the peace of God will surpass all understand which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds through Christ Jesus. But then he goes on to say, Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just. Whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report. If there's any virtue, if there's anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. Mm-hmm. And so there's this idea of, you know, I, um, one book I read, you know, years ago back in high school, I went through in high school class. I can't remember the, the name of the book, but it's of oh, the enemy within. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember the By name. By Chris off. Lungard. There you go. And um, he talked about in there of, the mind is almost kind of like our 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 watchman, uh, looking out and surveying the thing. If we're if we're thinking on things that are unworthy, that are impure, that are anxious, that are 
worrisome, you know, it's, it's going to lead us away and it's going to open us up to greater uh, hardship and stumbling. But if our minds, this watchman is attentive and we're looking towards those things that are good, that'll help in times of need. And Jesus, even in the night he was betrayed and his disciples that couldn't stay awake with him and pray, he said, the spirit is willing, but the, the flesh is weak. Uh, pray and be watchful. And so there's this alertness that we're called to. Yeah, I think even go back to the garden, if we think Satan's primary means of attack was deceitfulness, was an assault mm-hmm. on the mind, believing things that are incorrect. And so as we think about protecting our mind from things that uh, are deception, things that are distractions, un- unworthy things of contemplation, uh, or even things that are discouragement, mm. you know, assaults from the outside, um, resting in the peace and the grace of Christ that tells us what is true, what is worthy, and who we really are, focusing on those things, especially in the midst of a moment of anxiety mm-hmm. or, or fear, um, mm-hmm. become vitally important for us as Christians. Well, they, and that's what Philippians 4, 8 and following is, is going through, you know, where he's changing the things that we think about. You know, it's not don't think about this. It is instead think these thoughts. And that, that's, you know, we're to take every thought captive to Christ. And this is how you do it, is you replace those negative thoughts with something else. And you and in in prayer, particularly worry always affects us at the very end of a day. A day. You know, you're trying to lay down and, and sleep. Uh, you know, one of the best ways to go to sleep is to fall asleep in the arms of God. Mm-hmm. By And it's okay if you fall asleep while you're praying. That's mm-hmm. great. You know, that sets you up for the whole night. Mm-hmm. Well, it's good to be with you. And tomorrow, remember, you can listen in on Squanto. And happy Thanksgiving. And we will see you on Friday. <laughs>